Urban and Brothers Podcast. Hello. It's welcome into a spooky Halloween episode of the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hofkamp. What? That's right. Flynn is out this week. He was struck by a motor vehicle. <laughs> I'm not joking. Um, I, he is okay. He's fine. He will tell you about it in more detail so that you have proof that he's okay. But that's what happened. That's why Flynn's not here today. Um, we are going to maybe not make fun of him too much just yet until he gets his story told and then we will probably make fun of him relentlessly. But um, just know that Flynn's okay, and he was hit by a car. But uh, we have two other hosts this evening. I, I, I really, I can't, we can't move this too far along without saying <laughs> he was hit by a car. These are the facts. He was hit by a car because he didn't look left and right before he crossed the street. A car didn't swerve off the road and impact Flynn's body. Flynn walked into the road without checking to see if there was a moving vehicle there. That's what happened. So, again, as Huffcamp said, it happened today. He's fine. He's got a bruised leg and a mild concussion so far. We're giving it a day before we really start making fun of him in this situation. We're just giving the facts. But I can't let it be said that he was struck by a motor vehicle and not also indicate the fact that he put his body where the vehicle should be. The vehicle mm-hmm. did not come yep. and hit him. So let's just make that clear. But yep, we can yep. move on. You Flynn, were, we were said, saying? Abundantly his fault. I'm saying that I'm Andrew Hofkamp. I'm not. Flynn Ashley is struck by a motor vehicle, not here. But I am joined by two fellow hosts, Kevin Reynolds. I am happy to be here. And Jacob Pretty. Boom shakalaka. We have an awesome show for you this evening. Uh, but before we jump into what we're doing and what we're drinking, follow us on our social medias, Twitters, and Instagrams. Uh, one of those didn't crash this week, so we were <laughs> still active on that. Uh, that is at AiredBNB. We also have a Patreon page where you can give us money, which we will promptly give to Jacob to keep making this show even remotely tolerable for you. So uh, it, we, we are insufferable. He makes us sufferable, and we uh, applaud him for that. So uh, go to our Patreon page, and uh, we'll make sure that we can give him the proper praise that he uh, deserves. So, uh, but this evening, I am drinking, uh, and I've rehashed this a little bit, a nice little uh, bottle of Broken Barrel Whiskey Company. This is Cask Strength. I am not messing around tonight. We're doing 116 proof. Um, it is quite delicious, quite, uh, you get the rye hitting pretty hard, uh, but I've done this before, so check like episode 27 or whatever if you want to hear the, the full story on it, but I am now once again at that point where I need to cut down on the amount of bourbon in this house by drinking it all, uh, so I can get new bottles and have a great time again. Um, Kevin, what are you drinking? Well, I am, uh, I'm experiencing the winds of change this week. I'm coming <laughs> to you live from... Uh, a pre-recorded episode from my brand new home, which um, is in Villa Hills, Kentucky. So still Northern Kentucky. Uh, really, Northern Kentucky is just like 30 cities all in one region that are basically the same. But I moved from one of those to another one of those to a new house where I've got a pool and uh, a different setup of a basement. And I've been working on my bar. I texted these guys a picture of how I had my bourbon collection strapped into my truck with seat belts and pillows and made sure all of it was okay. It was the scariest, second scariest drive of my life. The first scariest was driving my newborn son home from the hospital 
The second scariest was moving my entire bourbon collection in one vehicle. Um, thousands of dollars uh, of things that just could have gone wrong. I drove Especially knowing that like some idiot could just run out in front of you. I'm sorry. We said we'd give it a week. I'm sorry. Been, but, we said we'd give it a day. It hasn't even been a day. It's and I hours. couldn't even do that. You're, you're the best. So... Um, so, you know, change. I'm experiencing lots and lots and lots of change. I, uh, this could affect my podcasting tonight because I don't, I'm not in my normal spot. You guys don't see me. I'm usually in my basement next to my bourbon bar. I'm, I am that today, but I'm on a couch, so I'm feeling super relaxed. This is kind of weird. But I'm saying that about change because I am intentionally bring, bringing to you tonight a rye whiskey. Um, I'm drinking a straight rye whiskey on purpose Um I went to Castle and Key. I told you guys this a couple of, of episodes ago with my wife for our anniversary. And I went to Castle and Key and I tried batch number one of their new rye, which is their first ever product uh, that is a whiskey. Uh, batch number one, it's a, uh, a rye called Restoration. Um, and I bought a bottle from the distillery that was batch number one so I could keep it in a collection and say I've still got this. Um, but I, Flynn texted me and said, I want to come try it. I said, I'm not opening it. This is a collector's item. And then I happened to be at a liquor store in Kentucky a couple weeks ago and I found one and I turned it over and it said batch number one. So I thought, well, uh, I'm going to buy that one and drink it, uh, because <laughs> it's quite good. Um, it's 101 proof rye whiskey. The, um, the distillery again is Castle and Key. I don't necessarily know if this is a 100% rye or not, it's aged three and a half years, um, but it's a phenomenal pour. It's really interesting. It's super spicy. Um, for people who love rye, I think you'll love it. For people like me who aren't super high on the rye train, um, it's pretty accessible. It's really complex. I like it a lot. Um, I would really recommend it to others as a try. It's up there in price because it's a brand new um, you know, product that's out there, but get batch one while you can. Uh, it's still available mm-hmm. lots of places. Batch two is coming out soon. Um, and they're dropping their first ever bourbon, I think in November. Um, Sweet. so the bourbon is on the way and we will try that as soon as possible. But the restoration rye from Castle and Key is phenomenal. Pretty, what are you sipping on? That's, that's, uh, I'm going to take that as high praise, especially from you, Kevin, because you do not like rye objectively you despise well i shouldn't say despise but you have openly said you do not like rise so if you like that i bet i would love that the winds Um, of change yeah clearly uh so i'm actually uh i'm kind of boring this week what's new um but no i'm actually uh both my old foe 100 uh proof and my uh, uh woodford double oaked are uh kind of on their last little bits left so uh, I'm trying to clear out the stash before Bourbon Oween, uh, you know, because it's coming up soon. Bourbon Oween. No one's gonna ask me what Bourbon Oween is. That's fine. I'll explain. It's not it a thing. But okay, what's Bourbon Oween? So uh, we thought if we didn't ask, we wouldn't have to hear about it. I was gonna explain it anyways. So it's a holiday that I celebrate, where uh, I uh, take a lot of these little. Wait, sh- did did you invent it? Uh. Oh, I should have presented it to the Goldfish Bowl that Just time. This, uh, the Dang Jacob it. Pretty and Andrew Hovecamp co-invented this uh, <laughs> in our in their basements. Yep. Uh, yep. In we July did. of 2017. July of 2017. <laughs> Forever ago. 
No, but I take the little uh, the little kind of filler bottles, and uh, this is where I'm going to go around to my different friends, uh, and instead of trick-or-treating for delicious candies for Halloween, I am going to go up and uh, say trick-or-treat and hold out my bottle and see what bottle of bourbon they choose to pour in there. Uh, so, Kevin, I'll be hitting you up. Don't worry. Uh, Hove Camp, same with you. Uh, I make my rounds, uh, just like uh, Santa Claus. I'll make my rounds with my little bottles, and it's going to be bourbon ween. It's great. Great time to celebrate. So what if they choose trick? If, oh, and, like, put, like, Malort in? That's on me. It's, it's trick or treat. I don't know what it is. You invented this thing, and you don't know what it is? I'm so I, confused. No, no, no. I know what it is. I'm saying, like, I don't know what's in the bottle. That's part of the trick or treat oh, aspect. Oh, okay. Right? I understand. Yeah, yeah. Other, so other, like, I guess this is also helpful to know. So, I, so if you're listening and you know us, if Jacob doesn't show up at your stoop with whiskey, you are no longer his friend. He's made it clear you're not one of his friends. That is what he said. That's what I heard. That's that's what I heard. Uh, oh, the I words, all that. of my friends came out of your mouth. So this is a lot of trips for Jacob, and I hope you guys made the list. Um you know, in this case, uh, have in in this particular case for Halloween, have a bourbon on Jacob. It makes <laughs> sense this time. Well, well, you say like you hoping they made the list, but we don't know everyone's life. So maybe congratulations, you weren't on the list. Like you did it. You you are now out of his life as a you friend. You escaped this list. Um, you did it. Uh, let us know how you did it, just for research purposes. <laughs> What's going to be great is when I show up at some some of some people's house before this episode gets released and just ring the doorbell, trick or treat, holding this bottle, and they're going to be like, uh, "What?" And I'll have to explain the whole thing and do the whole spiel. Once this episode's released, though, don't worry, I'll come visit everyone's house. It's fine. But are you drinking whiskey tonight? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I was <laughs> uh, I was going back and forth. Uh, I did a, a bo- uh, I did a a two finger pour of Old Foe. And then I was like, yeah, so I went over and did a two-finger pour of Woodford, the double-oaked. So I'm kind of, uh, I was switching back and forth between the two. They're tell not me, mixed together. I would say, tell me you don't have a four-finger blend of those two bourbons. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I would just, not do that. It's just double-fisting, double-oak bourbon and Old Forester. Once yes. again, pretty amazing. He's like, I wanted a $30 bourbon, so I got a $40 bourbon, and I got a $20 bourbon, and I just put <laughs> it in my mouth out. at the same time. Oh, my God. It's like when uh, – it's who, what's the character that makes chocolate milk by, by putting the milk and the chocolate syrup in his mouth and shaking oh. his face? Who does that? I feel like it's from Boy Meets World, but I can't quote it, so I, it might no, not be. No, it's – um, I'm reminded of heavyweights when they're at, like – the massive shenanigans and they're just putting all of the stuff all over Could the place. Be. But I well, think let's that's not, more... Let's not belabor yeah. a point we don't know. What is happening tonight? Hoki? So tonight we have a, a very great show. We are going to kick things off more normal style with a nerd debate. Uh, we'll be going head to head because of number reasons. Um, and then we're going to kick into the Halloween part of this. We're going to go useless in-depth analysis Aren't you glad to have a host that knows what the hell our segments are called? Uh, before we close into a This Podcast is Rank, uh, where we've got some fun Halloween uh, stuff in store for you guys. But uh, Pretty, talk us through briefly, because uh, I think most of our listeners and our pods at this point are aware. But uh, let's uh, kick off this nerd debate. Nerd debate. Right. The short, short version of nor- nerd debate. Uh, we're doing head-to-head, so uh, we each present a question. Uh, the other, the two people who did not present the question then 
present their arguments on said question. Then the questioner then decides whose argument is better. The loser then takes a shot. That's how head-to-head version works. That's how it worked last time. That's how uh, it should work. Yep. So, <clears throat> um, tonight, Kevin, Pretty, and Hovecamp will each present a different topic. I am pivoting my topic on the fly, so that's going to be Well, now I feel like I gave you guys them. too much warning. No, 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 no. <laughs> With uh, your super vague topic? Yeah, let's see. We'll wonder what will happen. <laughs> exactly. Vague, and I put it in like 15 minutes before the show. Yeah, great. <laughs> Which is somehow the most advanced notice. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I believe, though, Kevin is up first with a surprise topic. So, Kevin, what I is am. your nerd debate? I am up first. And um, before, I, uh, before I start, um, I would like uh, – I'm going to set this up in a way that is somewhat staged. Um, so I, it's not going to be so much who is right because I don't know the, the right answer – but one of you has to argue one side, one of you has to argue the other um, for this to make sense. And so in this case, um, Hovecamp, I'm, as, as interim host, I'm going to ask if you want to argue first or second. Um, we don't even know the topic and you're asking first or yeah, second. Yeah, okay. so I will. My high school baseball number was two. Um, and I you'll will go first. yield to pretty. <laughs> All right. So I, know, you'll I, know, go I, will, I will straight up yield to pretty, uh, the, right. the first option. Okay. So I was painting my son's room today and, what color? um, it was a color called iceberg on three of the walls and a oh, Navy on color. one of the walls and accents. Quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I was painting my son's room and was playing music in there. And one of the things that came on my, um, I just have a playlist of like songs that I like. Um, it's wild. It's just the crazy thing I invented. And um, on the playlist was the song Tribute by Tenacious D. And if you're not familiar with Tribute, it's a song mm-hmm. where... Um, it is a tribute. It's a tribute to the greatest <laughs> song in the world. Uh, it's about a situation where um, Jack Black and his brother Kyle... Um, are approached by a demon and he challenges them to play the best song in the world or he'll eat their soul and they uh, do. Um, and then they they forget what the song, how the song they played went, but they sing a tribute song to what happened. It's a funny situation because it's reminiscent of the Charlie Daniels band song, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Okay? Huffcamp and Pretty, you've both heard The Devil Went Down to Georgia. You're familiar with The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Um, it got me thinking and I could not get past it today. Did Johnny really win? (laughs) When you listen to the devil went down to Georgia, the devil has, uh, uh, a, a, a fantastic, um, segment of the song where he's jamming out and I rock out every time when the devil's playing and then Johnny comes up and, and he does his thing, and I'm rocking that when Johnny does his thing. And I'm just really interested in your perspective on, you know, in the song, the devil bows his head because he knew that he'd been beat, and he lays the golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet. And then, you know, Johnny wins in the song. But do you agree with the fact that Johnny won? I want one of you, Pretty, to argue whether he should have won or not. And the other person has to take the ladder. And, and this is a testament to both your knowledge of The Devil Went Down to Georgia and, and music and also 
your debate level skills, uh, how well you debate this will help me figure out where I land on whether or not Johnny actually should have won this altercation. So pretty, you're up first. Did Johnny win and why? So I'm good to yield this one because I don't want to get trounced by pretty with musical knowledge. I'd rather him <laughs> do his stuff first. Well, this is why I asked you to choose first because I wanted I didn't want to set up a situation where, you know, it wasn't fair. Where pretty's gonna no, no, no. Okay. So in The Devil Went Down to Georgia, Johnny is playing a fiddle. Uh, which is the colloquial term for a violin, right? All intents and purposes, it is a violin, but just kind of stylistically, it's played a little different. The uh, the technique's a little different behind how you approach it. Um, the devil is... None of that matters. Uh, no, this does. This does. The devil uh, is, I believe, playing a guitar, uh, which uh, by nature has six strings, as opposed to Johnny's four on the violin or the fiddle, as it uh, is. Excuse me, point of order. The devil, um, fire flew from his, his fingertips, fingertips as he rousing up, his, up bow. his bow. So he was playing. A, he was playing a fiddle. Right. So what I'm getting at though is this: in the song, though, when you listen to Johnny's, uh, fire in the man, run, boy, run, that's totally Johnny ripping it on the fiddle. When you hear the devil come in later with the do 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 right. Um, it's very much laid, it's layered on top of with the guitar because it's all just a bunch of, it's a bunch of cheap tricks. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you want to seem like a cool guitarist, cool. You do like some type of pinch with like a whammy bar and it looks awesome and it sounds cool. All the devil's doing there is just sliding down, right? But really he's not showing any type of virtuosic um technical skill at all so johnny by all means is is just totally shredding him up and down in terms of like how fast he's able to kind of get these very articulate sounding melodies that go over top and kind of weave through whereas the devil's just trying to oh here's a fancy trick i'm gonna slide down i'm gonna slide back up um and then if i recall uh in the lyric in the song johnny even challenges him to uh, a rematch although that is never totally determined who wins the rematch but Mm -hmm. uh either way i i think the point is is johnny's solos in the song showcase a more virtuoso mastery of the instrument whereas the devil's uh is more of just full of trickery and flashy you know whatever okay hove your retort so pretty obviously you can throw out more technical terms talk about what actually playing a fiddle is like i actually wonder what the fiddle player of our friend group guest host dan Seaslack would say not so <laughs> much so that we should bring him back on but just <laughs> just a thought um you, you mean you mean step bourbon bro step bourbon bro yes <laughs> <laughs> um the the devil it's it's better. I, I think that the tricks are actually from Johnny, who, I don't know, sings most of his stuff. He just comes up with a rudimentary, catchy tune and then sings on top of it. And you're like, when you are listening to it the first time when I was a kid, I was sitting there thinking like, oh, my God, this Johnny guy is the best. This is the coolest song ever. I'm all about Johnny. But as an adult, I go back and I listen 
and the devil just goes into a much longer, more spirited, more, you know, just, yeah, like he's the devil. He brought it. His fire is blazing from his fingertips. There's a little bit of, of gimmicks from it, but he's the devil, you know, let him be a little trickster. He's a little bit devil and Loki aren't too far off. Um, but, but he's, he strums that bow and it makes, makes different sounds. It makes a, a whole collection of delight that on the whole, you're like, oh my God, is that actually is better because the tricks are from lyrics to appease this Southern audience that the Charlie Daniels band is playing to and my eight-year-old ears um, without actually realizing that the devil's track is, is better. It's just a little better. These are interesting points because um, musicianship aside, this Huffkamp made two really strong arguments. One being, you kind of your your head kind of does like a bop at the point when the devil's song is playing. It's it's it rocks mm-hmm. and it makes you question exactly why I'm pos- posing this to you today. He also I had not considered the fact that that Johnny uses lyrics and the devil doesn't, which is really interesting. Because it might cover up some of that. Because the lyrics are part of what make that awesome. I wonder if you listen to the song without that, if it makes it less impressive. It might. Pretty made a decent argument in the sense that he talked about fiddle on fiddle. Johnny probably does more. Um, what what baffles me is that Pretty didn't use the only best argument here, which is the devil cheated. It was supposed to be 1v1, and the Devil's Band of Demons chimed in, which is how he gets all the extra yeah. Yeah. sounds guitar, that are made. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so I, 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 think, I think you missed a serious opportunity to, um, to really snipe that. So at, much that, so that, that I actually didn't want to bring it up because I was like, am I misremembering this song? I thought he had like a whole crew behind him. To make I can't wait for him stuff. to go there, and he didn't, so... I'm going to give the win to Hove because Pretty made a, a, a flagrant error and Hovecamp made an argument that I had not considered. He debated it better than you. You might still be right, and, and that's where I come, to, I come back to this issue. Johnny's incredible, but so is the devil in the sense that this particular song's uh, musicianship um, awesome. set up. So I, I just, the biggest question I have is like, the devil's the judge. Why didn't he cheat? Well, why didn't he? And like we had this debate just now. Uh, pretty well. What are you taking a shot of? Uh, Jepson's bourbon. All right. But like, so we just had this debate because it's at least close. It's at least worth thinking about. Right. And right. the devil decided, you know what? I'm a man of honor. I'm going to choose the one that I slightly enjoyed more. So I, I don't, it makes no sense to me why he, why the devil would ever allow Johnny to have won that. Um, especially since I don't, I genuinely don't know that he played a better song. Yep. It's interesting. It's interesting. So, so, all right. Cheers. Pretty on the, uh, on the back of that. What are we talking about next? Okay. So, uh, I, also, I bring this topic also, up. This is just for, for those of you listening, pretty took that out of a, the Christmas story shot glass where it is in fact the, the fragile lamp, the major award. Yeah, and uh, that, I just think award. that's uh, a magical <laughs> little visual that you guys didn't know was happening. He took Jepson's you know, bourbon out of it. <laughs> do you know how many the leg least lamps? fragile bourbon and the most sure. fragile glass? Do you know how many leg lamps I currently like own? Four. Because is this, is this the debate? 
No, no, no. This <laughs> that would be a good, I'll say that really one. answered quickly. <laughs> but because when I when I went on on the road with Christmas Story for those couple years, it was like everybody was like, "Oh, I know what'll be fun gift to get pretty for Christmas: a leg lamp." So I've got like all this leg lamp stuff, and I'm like, yeah, "Whatever." But yes, the leg lamp shot glass I actually do use. It's actually it it's actually funny. a great punishment is that like you have to get an actual mold of like Flynn's leg lamp. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh my that's God. a good punishment. Flynn's uh, super bruised up leg lamp. Oh God. <laughs> oh, Too soon. We got to give it a day, Kevin. Well, now pretty you're the only one that hasn't made a joke. You broke it first. <laughs> the, the, the floodgate was open. I, I broke it within seconds of saying we wouldn't. <laughs> pretty, what are we actually talking about? Okay, so. Uh, I bring this topic up before you both because Flynn is not here and Flynn has not seen this movie and would have no uh, way to comment about it. Uh, we've all seen... Still could be anything. <laughs> it's true. We've all seen one Monty Python and the Holy Grail. True. And in it, uh, it, it is uh, famous for being a rather hilarious movie. It spawned a really good musical, too, out of it. Um, it did not. It okay. spawned a musical. All right, that's another topic for another time, Kevin. That's not, that's not my debate, but I can shift. <clears throat> okay. Anyways, <laughs> I'm not, not ready to go at Kevin again. Uh, anyways, uh, in, the, in the movie, one of the, the big gags or the bits is uh, they don't have, you know, horses or budget for horses, so they use coconuts uh, with Arthur, King Arthur, going around clapping his coconuts. Or, I'm sorry, Patsy is technically clapping the coconuts behind him. Mm-hmm. And in said uh, bit, uh, the first castle they get to, um, they uh, actually come in across these two knights who immediately inquire how they got the coconuts and from where. Uh, <laughs> and it turns into quite the, the funny shtick. Um, and, but the thing I want to know is what it ultimately comes down to is what is the average airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? So what I want to know from you all is how the this unladen swallow could travel or could get said coconuts from uh, the tropic regions up to England, Britain, as it were. The the so. show sheet says soft drinks. Soft drinks. <laughs> yeah, I said I was pivoting. <laughs> you and I just you decided pivot. to pivot. Um, yep. because Flynn hasn't seen this movie, mm-hmm. I don't think seeing the movie's a prerequisite to this debate nope. of nope. how do African an, swallows, an East African swallow, yeah, travel with coconuts halfway across the globe outside the of is, their the, migratory pattern. I believe the point is, though, is that Flynn would not understand why I, this is an important. I debate think topic. that's a different point. Yes, okay. I, I agree. You've, you've taken this and said <laughs> you will understand the reference. Therefore, <laughs> you can make an intelligent argument about velocity speeds for birds. Unladen and, and coconut carrying. I, uh, I defer. I will. Uh, well, I don't know that. <laughs> uh, here's my argument. Me. I actually just took a shot of Bushmills for that. I thought it would lean into it, and uh, then I, Kevin did that, and now I wonder if I'm about to win. <laughs> Wait, those are both of your arguments? Uh, yeah, Me. I have 100% completed my argument. Okay, and Kevin, yours was... Me. 
uh, Kevin, uh, you, you're taking the low-hanging fruit by taking knee. If you would have gone with the secondary, icky, icky, icky for tang, whoop, I would have gone with that instead. Uh, I'm going to give this one to Hovecamp for the quote, well, I don't know that, which settles that <laughs> debate. So let's talk about sitcom couples. Do I have um, to take a shot? <laughs> well, I, I already did, so that feels... And I'm, okay. Um, so you took my yeah, shot. I did. I thought it, I thought it fit the, the Thanks, mode better. So I thought it would be more clever to just say, well, I don't know that. And then to just say, well, I don't know that. And then take the shot. I thought that would be a more clever it was way quite, to it. It was quite good. It was quite good. After you did that, there was no other place I could go. Other than me. <laughs> I just, it's, it is known. Um, so here's, here's something that, that has been on my mind for quite some time. Uh, not necessarily friend of the pod, but friend of us, Julia, uh, recently tweeted something about uh, a new girl couple. I think it's a viable answer to this, so I don't. If you haven't seen the tweet, I don't want to say it. But this is what sparked my thought. Um, of like you know main groups, and you can we can include TV couples on this, but like which couple that did not end up together. Either one, do you think should have, or two was better than who they ended up with, or three was just the best of the almosts. Um, so whichever way you want to take it, because there's so many. So for example, I'm going to bring up one that will piss Kevin off, and I also think is the most illogical possible answer to this question. Um, Corey Matthews goes to the ski lodge, meets a, a nice gal named Lauren, and they have a little tryst. And maybe you hated Corey and Topanga and you loved this, this new woman named Lauren and you thought she was the best. So make that argument why she should have been there instead of Topanga, why Corey and Topanga maybe weren't as great. Or my, just maybe just why Corey and Lauren were the best almost couple ever. Um, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I will come you would, through the screen. You would lose <laughs> so hard on that one. Uh, I thought it was the, the most ridiculous end of that that I could go, but uh, no one's going to pick friends. So maybe, you know, uh, Monica and um, Tom Selleck's Richard. character, Richard would be uh, a good, almost couple, you know, something like that, where a main character ends up with somebody else had a very significant guest star type of relationship um, that you think should have happened or was better than what actually happened or was just the closest thing to awesome that you can think of. I don't care who goes first. <laughs> I'm trying was to this? make sure you guys have thought, about this yeah. is I'm kind of yeah. rambling a little bit for you, but um, we can just take a nice little pause if need be while y'all think about it. Well, while we while we think some more, was this was this um, topic uh, did 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 our debate that you and I had on Facebook spark this a little bit when we talked about other than Nick who just should have ended up with and did end up with a new girl. Other than Nick was. Um, you know, you you and I had some differing opinions about you, who the you next had an best absurd, option. absurd take. I thought, but um, my that was that the reason that ended up in the power rankings, which is the reason we debated it, was because this was on my mind because got of what Julia it, tweeted, it. and I so knew just, it was going to be the next. This has been knows. a weeks long process yeah. of I can't wait to ask people this, and yeah. um, this is when just, it's coming out. Just so everybody knows what my my point was. If Jess didn't end up with Nick, the next best boyfriend, you know, the idea was was uh, Ryan goes in you um, was the the British guy, and Hubcamp took an anti Ryan take, saying that he was worse than Doctor. Um, 
I, I took a stance of he kind of was the worst. Of yeah, the, you of said the he was worst, which is absurd. Um, I, I thought he kind of sucked. And I, my point is, I was always pro uh, Genslinger. Uh, he was always the next, the, the the next best in my mind. I had he was just so in perfect. doing that, Kevin. I had actually Speaking typed out. Ke- I had actually typed out Genslinger and had a whole thing about why Genslinger was the worst. And like season one, re- relationships don't really work. And then I was like, Ryan is way worse than Genslinger, and rechanged changed all of that. If Ryan doesn't get the headmaster job in England, things are different. But anyway, okay, I digress. Pretty go ahead. <laughs> uh, Kevin just assigning <laughs> second to himself. <laughs> well, I've got one in my head I, and it doesn't I said, work. I gotta keep. I gotta keep. Me, uh, I said sitcom. I don't care if you pick a couple from like The West Wing or Grey's Anatomy or a non-sitcom. Um, well, I want to win, okay. so I have to pick something um, you know. Just, just sure. argue it well. But, but I think, but I think the spirit is sitcom. But you know, it can it can be a a different show. I mean, that if does be. greatly change it. Not. I'm kidding. Uh, this is a moment where um, if I had watched this show and if this group of people didn't vehemently hate it, um, I would, if I could comment intelligently, I would feel like I, a, a Ross-Rachel argument is appropriate for they this. They end up together. See, I w- didn't know that. That's, that's the literally okay, the well, opposite watch, of what watch I said. the finale. I'm going to also take Barney and Robin off the table. If it's two core characters, they can't count as an almost. These are... Whoa, that's... Okay, hold on. That greatly like eliminates a lot of things here. I don't think it eliminates that much. Okay. It eliminates any Gilligan's Island almosts. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um... I'm going to go with my my gut on this, and then uh, if you tell me I can't, that's going to be unfortunate, but it's fine. I'm going to go with uh, Alexis and Ted from Schitt's Creek. Um, So the point – so Alexis as a character – first off, I do have to say I I love the fact that um, the show – Quick question. In your – Yes. In your recollection of the show – Yep. Do Ted and Alexis not get engaged? Kevin, have you finished Shit's Creek? Yeah. I don't remember. Did they not end up together? No. Um, In a very dramatic fashion, he goes to Galapagos, comes back, and then he's like, hey, I still like you. And she's like, I like you too, but I think we need to not be together. And just kind of like says, nope, I'm good, Ted. This, I am, I would really prefer if you pick someone else because you just ruined the end of Shit's Creek for me. We had not gotten there yet. <laughs> I don't know if I can objectively judge this anymore. <laughs> that, well, they well, literally all, just you... got back together, and uh, then we started moving, so we haven't watched it in a few months. And I, well, the, I don't the, like this. Is so. Let me just say one of the reasons why I don't remember is that becomes such an annoying part of the show that. Um, it probably, it probably, it definitely doesn't ruin the, the show for you. <laughs> like Alexis's growth becomes so incredible that I I understand why Daniel Levy wrote wrote it the way he did. I, I guess because it Ted's the, Ted's existence becomes something that I think everyone regrets. But I I digress. Go ahead with your terrible argument. Well, no, I can't now because. <laughs> Hope Camp, you should have you should have given us a, a caveat at the beginning saying I don't didn't know you were just these. straight up when you said Ted and Alexis, I honest to God thought he still doesn't understand what the question. 
So I, I'm um, also, and then you just straight up ruined it, and I was like, oh my god, I okay. should, I should have watched Shit's Creek. All well, the way I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking while I give pretty some time to to regroup. And no, I'm is. good. I'm good to okay. go on a okay. second one. Go. I had a second go. one ready to go. Go. All right. So then the uh, the alternative is uh, Eric and Donna from that '70s show. Two core <laughs> characters that then they kind of do end up together. They I, don't. If I, no, they don't. I, they don't. I, I, I thought when he comes argument. back at the end, no. they basically no. get back together. No, no. This is this is a this is a really great take. Let him make his case. I'll allow it then. Eric and Donna, the whole point, or the not sorry, not the whole point, but we make such a, a, a kind of a, a thing of Eric and Donna, Eric and Donna, always together, always together. Then when Eric goes off and leaves, uh, and then Donna kind of becomes like she's like, Oh, I'm my own my own person, and uh she ends up um being together with Hyde, which to me, watching that series felt like it was cool at first, but then it just felt like the writers felt like these characters had to, everyone had to couple up. Um, it, you could kind of uh, get the same kind of thing that happened uh, for uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. It, it's, uh, and then when they took Mila Kunis and partnered her up with... Uh, uh, Fez. Will, yeah, with Fez. It felt well, she like... She dated Hyde, and then she well, dated she did Fez. And then, yeah. Right. But what I'm saying by this is it just felt like the writers were... We're forcing things together because they had to have that quintessential couple. And when uh, Eric does come back and they don't get back together, it just feels like while it's, um, it, it I'm going to stop like- you right here. I just quickly Googled. It's I'm on Screen Rant. It's, you know, as objective as Screen Rant is. Uh, it says the show doesn't make it clear, but it later confirmed that they got back together. Yeah, but it didn't happen Eric on screen. It, it didn't happen on screen. But they, it happened but they didn't in make like it clear, the, and it just seemed. That's my, like saying that's like saying Ross and Rachel was, didn't get married, but they ended. But like, it's implied that that happily ever after. Yeah, but it wasn't implied the same way as it was with my with my. Ross and okay, okay, I'll allow this to continue. Do you want, do you want my Do you want my third argument? I think you're going to struggle to lose one. That my takeaway was good. They got back together. At the end of the okay. show. <laughs> Here you go. You ready for this? Elizabeth, uh, um, um, Elizabeth, uh, oh no, hold on. Kevin, go with yours and then I'll come back with mine because I, I have a third one. I just got to remember the character. I thought name. this would be more spirited. So it what it has been spirited. You just shut down my first one, which was a great take because you haven't I'm seen trying it. to give you, I'm trying to give you a chance. I want you, I want you involved in this actually. So the, um, the first one that came to mind was, and this, okay, so like, I am going to give some spoilers, but if you haven't seen him at this point, go away. So, Sean and Angela was the first one that came to mind. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Sean and Angela should have ended up together. And I thought that until 2017 when I watched Girl Meets World all the way through. And there's an episode where Sean has a new love interest, and it's Corey's daughter's best friend's mom who's a single mother and it's like this family's about to be totally complete and what happens angela walks in the door in girl meets world and it's like oh my god what just happened and the girls know about the episode about the purse and all these different things and you know they resolve it so like girl meets world Corey and Topanga are like the worst thing about Girl Meets World. Everything else is fantastic. Should have been Corey so, and Lauren. 
Oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your damn mouth. So you, you can't really say Sean and Angela because Sean and, and his new wife, um, who he ends up with, is better. And it's better for the whole series. So you can't go there. I think that Tracy was who Ted Mosby was supposed to be with no matter what, period. But we see so little of her on screen that I am among those who made passionate arguments that they should have made the mother Victoria, um, the baker in How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Victoria and Ted worked. She quite literally walked out of her wedding for him, which is kind of a mean thing to do uh, and says bad things about her as a human being. But she she was smote. She was smote. And I think (laughs) um, I think that that probably should have been again until we met Tracy. Once he met Tracy, Tracy's who he should have ended up with. But when that happened, I think Victoria could have filled that void. Ted should not be with Robin. He should never have been with Robin. Robin was much cooler than Ted. Um, mm-hmm. And the relationship didn't work. So I think that's probably the best argument I can make to answer this question. There's the weird cult group that wants to think Joey and Phoebe and friends should have ended up together. But that would have been all three ending up together. And that's weird. Um, that's and feels like it's poor writing even more. Um so I'm going to stick with Ted and Victoria as a, with the caveat that I want all How I Met Your Mother truthers to understand. I know and agree Tracy was Ted's the one, but we only got three or four episodes of her total, and it just wasn't enough. Victoria probably had a better impact on who Ted was, was as a person, and you know she she also stayed alive. We uh, we believe so probably would have been a, you know a, a, so that that's what I have to say. Okay, yeah, you should probably end it with that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and again, it didn't have to be was better than how it ended up. It just has to be I liked this secondary couple of a main character the most. Um, pretty, have you regrouped? I mean, I can tell you what character shouldn't have ended up together that did. I don't think that's what I asked, but it's not. Go for it, because. I feel like I, I can't give any kind of argument because I think, any, I think that I've, I, I've I, recovered. I, it's spoiled. Ted and Alexis don't end up together. You can make your initial argument. It's already been spoiled. You, you will not ruin it further. Nope. I don't want to make that initial argument now. Uh, but it's fine. Um, my argument is I... I'm just taking a shot because clearly I can't win this one because Hove Camp was looking for somebody to talk about Boy Meets World or How I Met Your Mother. I was so much not looking for either one of those. I was very excited for not Friends, not Boy Meets World. That's why I gave a ridiculous Boy Meets World answer. And I think Victoria is the lowest of the hanging fruit. It's a, it's a correct answer. I have I think a question. It's a for, yeah, I have a question. I don't remember. So I'm, I, I restarted two nights ago. Scrubs, and yeah. I can't. I honestly can't sit here. I, I didn't want to Google it because it feels like cheating. I honestly can't remember if JD and Elliot end up together or not. They do. They do. Okay, because that was what I was going to say. They have to because they were and the character but- Sean from how from from Scrubs. 
I hate him so much because of how he keeps getting in JD's way that when I watch him in other shows, I'm like, oh my God, kill this guy. Let this guy die a horrible death. I hate Sean so much. The character comes back in, in Grey's Anatomy and has this horrible thing happened to him and we're supposed to care and i'm just like let him die because i i will never forgive him for being sean the jackass from scrubs who kept taking elliot from jd what is the person that jd has a kid with what is her name in the show uh couldn't tell you the doctor dr kim i i honestly don't remember that's why I'm restarting it because I well I, we've I, I talked think, about Scrubs so much on this show that I have so many fond memories of it. But I'm like, man, I feel like I only watched it in rerun time, and so I don't know that I've seen everything sequentially. Like, they really should have let Carla and Turk, like, like on again, off again for a little while, and they start dating like episode two. They do. They yep. really get in there way too quickly. Oh yeah, uh, it's in the bag in the. Um, cabinet by the door. Also, what couple in a sitcom <laughs> that didn't end up together was the best? I know I have like an answer. I just in a sitcom. I yeah, sitcom is the preference. Oh, Obviously, the answer is Chandler and Janice. <laughs> I mean, they're. they're See, my issue is also there are certain sitcoms a la Ted Lasso that I have not finished. No one uh, has. So it's I, still ongoing. That would have been a bad answer. I haven't seen any episodes of it yet. And you would have spoiled it for Kevin, which is freaking tough to Apple do. TV. Well, apparently, I already spoiled. So, I already spoiled Shit's Creek. So. so the reason, yeah, you definitely spoiled Shit's Creek, and I, I'm not going to spoil it for Allison. You I'll, really I'll didn't keep. spoil Shit's Creek. You, you spoiled a part of Shit's Creek. Wait, do Alexis and Ted not say together? Uh, so you spoiled it for everyone, Pretty. Are you happy now? You will not rest until everyone's life is ruined. Wait, are you kidding me? Andrew, look at me. Look I don't want to look at you right Andrew. now. I've never not wanted to look at you. This is happening. Andrew? I found this tell her, out tonight. Tell her she's, I tell her she's simply the best. Well, that's my answer. Well, that's what was Pretty's answer was, but it pissed me off so much, I told him to pick a different one. Why did they break up? <laughs> if you were the ever... The if, at any, if at any point... Me. No, I think she just grows too much. No, it's the Galapagos. Kevin says, it's the Galapagos. Kevin says it's that the she Galapagos. grows so much and Ted gets annoying and then they send him off to the Galapagos and then he comes back and they're like... He doesn't come back. We're friends or something. Long story short, I was, I'm sorry. This is Pretty's fault, and this is why I told him to pick something <laughs> there different. There are so many more important off. things that happen at the end of Shit's Creek than <laughs> anything really with that. That is not what the show is about. She's barely, Ted is not a main character in the whole last season. No. And it's not just because he's says, in the Galapagos. Kevin says it doesn't ruin anything, and it will make everything, it truly it, everything's just fine. But I, from where we're at right now, really feels really feels like a betrayal. They're like the fourth most important couple in the show. Yeah, actually, they are. Are you happy now, Pretty? Are you happy now? I don't know how this is going to play out in the pod, but this is great. (laughs) Uh, I stopped talking. 
Have, I Cam's, have Cam's girlfriend came downstairs <laughs> and we had to pause for a second. He involved her in the debate and then she inferred by his comments about Shit's Creek that this one particular relationship didn't work out. And then he had to spoil it for her because she inferred it and he couldn't hide it she because of pretty. Immediately. So, like, I mean, without hesitation, I said something. I was like, something about Shit's Creek. And she goes, 10 and Alexa done enough together? Yeah. And I was like, uh, I mean, what do you say when she literally says everything that you didn't want to tell her? Uh, you say like, they were doomed from the beginning. Which I, Ted we, and Alexis should not have ended up together. We have seen literally the exact same amount of Shit's Creek. And where we are at, we're so thrilled that they are together. Um, Ted was better than Mutt, and that was it. That was his one redeeming quality. There were no reasons for them to end up together but let oh. us please move on i assume i won my answer is andy andy bailey and Haley dumphy from modern family that's my answer that is the answer that he wins that is the right answer uh i'm gonna pretty, go take a shot i would say we've gone too long on this because you wouldn't give me an answer <laughs> i'm going to, to take a shot to, right like, now like i've never cared about a nerd debate more than i wanted to hear i just wanted to hear things about this um, you pissed me off. You chose a terrible response, and then you come in with this on I'm the way out. Three very on viable the way options, out, and I just now I got to hear the. I mean, I'm gonna cut you off in 30 seconds, but give me something because okay. I think this is awesome. Uh, you, we we all know Andy Bailey. He's like the the um, not the neighbor, but the uh, the he's just the kind of like. Goofy, haha! Yeah, it's me. I'll, I'll, I'll help you out, Haley. He's absolutely smitten and in love with Haley, and would do anything for her. It's Adam Devine. Uh, he's hilarious, and yet she still picks Dylan, and no one's entirely sure why. That's it. That's the argument. Few. I've not finished Modern Family. Few relationships annoy me more than this nonsense Dylan? with Dylan. It, yeah, I think it was a funny thing at the beginning, um, where where like you could make jokes and this Haley and Dylan thing was kind of cool and Phil and and Dylan's like I'm a cool dad thing is is kind of funny, but all of it screamed. This is a comedic gag, not a lasting relationship. And yeah, you're right. No, so pretty. Uh, you are correct. Yeah, I will pretty. give you the win on this. Kevin, you will yeah. take your shot that you have poured. Um, mostly because I took the shot that you ah. took, that you were supposed to apparently take Ooh. for kneeing the last okay. one. I took a double of, of bourbon. It was a... Uh, oh, man. That was uh, bad. Um, it's I, just Jim Beam White Label, but to take a, a double shot of it, I haven't done that since college. This, um, this I would like to formally apologize to Allison... Uh, for spoiling Shit's Creek. Who's Al? Sorry. Quarantine. Quarantine. Got it. Excellent. Moving on. Pretty, that is such a good point. I hate Dylan. Let's move on. Yep. Um, Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you got there. Um, let's talk about things that no one has ever asked before. Um, it's called a useless in-depth analysis. Useless in-depth analysis. Flynn, not that hard. I know you're mildly concussed right now. Not that hard. Um... God, I've done two. Oh. Hey, at least now he'll have an excuse for why he can't like get the name right. 
All right, well, pretty tried, so that counts. We're all we're all going to hell. Anyway, the useless in-depth analysis. We're going to talk about Halloween. Uh, this is called, is it a Halloween movie or not? And I think this becomes essentially, can we, as a unit, define what makes a Halloween movie? And I've got a list of some movies that I think toe a line between, I don't know, just, is it a Halloween movie? But I know that that the biggest issue that we have to figure out first, and it's pretty clear cut, so it shouldn't take too long to get this out of the way, but it is worth noting at the top, horror movies are or are not Halloween movies. And I'm going to uh, leave, I'm going to let Kevin jump in here, but that's, I would like to get that in or out of the way first, because if, if horror movies are debatable in this, then that's the list, you know? So I think yeah. that we, if we just eliminate all of those or include all of those, we got to get that out of the top. So Kevin, sure. uh, make your case. My case is it's not an exact science, but in most cases, so in 98% of cases, you can make a direct analogy to the fact that not all, bur- not all whiskey is bourbon, but all bourbon is whiskey. Bourbon is a type of whiskey. There are other types of whiskey. In most cases, and there are some that aren't this case, like, um, well, we'll get to them, so I don't want to spoil anything. Careful, there Kevin. Are some, there I'm, are some, I'm about to rip this li- apart. Listen, shut your damn mouth. <laughs> there are some cases where, where very few, where this doesn't make, make the criteria. But in most cases, vast majority of cases, if it is a Halloween movie, it is a horror movie. Oh, but most so you're hor- saying... Just so that I want to, I want to make sure that I, I've got this right, real quick. Sorry to interrupt. Saying most Halloween movies are horror movies, Halloween but not movies. all horror movies are are Halloween movies. So if it's not a horror movie, it's not a Halloween movie. I'm saying in uh, no, I'm saying okay, that's okay. not a universal truth. Sorry, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, not a universal truth because there are some examples where that's not the case. I imagine those are ones we'll debate today. Yes, but probably. but if the question is is a is are all horror movies Halloween movies? My retort is. It's a lot like how all bourbons are whiskey, but not all whiskeys are bourbon. Most Halloween movies are horror movies, but not all horror movies are Halloween movies. Not all horror movies. Can you give me an example of a horror movie that is not a Halloween movie in your mind? The Conjuring Universe. None of those are Halloween movies. And those, are, mm. those are among the best horror movies. And without, obviously, Halloween as a horror movie is a Halloween movie. It's hard Correct. to separate those two. Give me a different example of a Halloween movie or of a horror movie that is a Halloween movie. Well, horror as a genre is difficult to to pin down because there's some things that you have to, you know, like if it's categorized as a horror movie, then. So all right, here's an example. Halloween Town. OK, on this podcast, pretty called it a horror movie. OK, it's a, he, he said horror movie genre. It, it is in the genre. It's not oh, a yeah, horror movie. It's not in the horror movie is, is in no, the sense that movie. it is scary all the time, but it has those elements that would make it, if you Googled it, my guess is it one of the genres would say horror. Is So let, let's run through this just real quick, Kevin. Do you consider the slasher people ho- Halloween movies? Michael Myers, this. Friday the 13th. Yes. No. Nightmare on Elm Street are those yes. Halloween movies? Did you say? I'm sorry, I, I missed it. 
I don't think that all Freddy Krueger and Jason movies are by default Halloween movies. Some of the Friday the 13th are, some of the Nightmare on Elm Streets are, but they are not universally true as horror movies. So, so I assume as, as Halloween then, movies, excuse me, as so, Halloween and, movies. And pretty pretty I'm going to give you a hot second to retort with all of this. I just want to make sure I would want I want to get a little more information here from Kevin. Um, movies like The Omen um uh, the Exorcist, Shining, the Exorcist, The Shining, The Descent, even um, are those? Yeah, horror? The Descent has absolutely nothing to do with Halloween. Correct. These are horror movies. These are not Halloween movies. Okay, okay, uh, pretty. I will, I will uh, acquiesce that yes, there is a, di- a distinction, as Kevin's saying, between Halloween movies and horror movies. Um, <clears throat> and, but I will argue that there are more horror movies that are definitely Halloween movies. In my mind, a Halloween movie is something that builds up, um, builds up more suspense or some, some type of gives you a feeling of, of sense of scare, a sense of like nervousness, something in that regard. So in that regard, I would put all of the slasher films as Halloween movies. What about the conjuring? The conjuring have not seen it. So I cannot intelligently comment on the others. Uh, the others is that the one where there's like their neighbors Nicole, are Nicole like... Kidman and family. That's basically. I, I can't describe the others without spoiling it. So yeah, it's tough. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I um, can't comment on that. Well, one. it's not a Halloween movie. Um, okay. the Amityville Horror Halloween movie. Yes. Kevin, you say no. I think. I think. So I've I go back to our I've debate about whether on my list, and this is amazing. That I, I understand, but debate. you're so you, you you. We had a debate amongst our first episodes about whether or not Home Alone is a Christmas movie. Correct. And and your it your is. thing was it is, but Gremlins isn't, even though they both take place at proximity to Christmas. And so if one is, the other is, in my opinion, a hundred percent because they're not Christmas movies. They're movies that take place at Christmas. If a, if a horror movie takes place during Halloween, it's a Halloween movie. If a horror movie doesn't take place during Halloween or doesn't have Halloween elements, it's not a Halloween movie. So period. So here's, here's where I think the debate can shift because I think that this horror is, is horror Halloween horror is always Always appropriate at Halloween. Sure. Uh, Pretty. With some exceptions. I'm going to, I'm going to honestly say, I mean, I'm curious about an exception to, to watch during the scary. Right. Right. Yeah. You're just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Acceptable. Sure. But it's not going to make the, 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 the channel 40 or whatever is it called now? Fox fam or, or family, whatever. It's not going to make their, it's not going to make their 31 nights of Halloween horror movies that don't take place on Halloween. Aren't making that list. So, so I, I wanted to just get that out of the way a little bit because I think that debate's just going to go in circles of our horror sure. movies, Halloween movies. No, um, right. But okay. what it, what it comes no. down to is what does make a Halloween movie then? Obviously, That's what I'm obviously scariness is not part of it. Because if it was just Correct. defined on are you scared, Correct. Hocus Pocus would probably not be a Halloween movie. Uh, it's, the great, it's the great Disagree. pumpkin. Well, Hall- it's the great pumpkin right. Charlie Brown is a Halloween movie. Would not be a Christmas movie. Or would not be a Halloween movie uh, based on scary factor. Right. But they're clearly Halloween movies. So let's define it. Let's get it. Let's get some sort of a definition here. 
I think it must contain either it has to do serve one of two purposes. It can serve both, but it must serve one of two. It must either have elements of Halloween directly involved, a la Die Hard being a Christmas movie because it takes place at Christmas time, or it must induce that sense of fear, nervous excitement that is caused by, um, uh, or is typically associated with the Halloween scary movie season. So basically, all so, ha- all Hallow's Eve, all Hallow's Eve has nothing to do with fear. That is true. That is true. So okay, make I wanna, that I argument wanna, again with that being so, true. So pretty, I want to, I want to also quickly summarize that. If it is like a movie that is about Halloween or takes place or references a lot Halloween, or if it's a scary movie, you're calling all of that a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So Jaws is a Halloween movie. See, I never get scared during Jaws. Jurassic I mean, Park's a Halloween movie. I'm not scared during Jurassic. Lots of Park. people are for those too. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna Lots bring in for the first time ever one of the movies on my list: Silence of the Lambs. Okay. No. No, that's just a thriller. Okay. But I think it's reasonable to be a little bit scared at points during sound. I don't even think there's even a jump scare in the movie. I jump scares jump and scares, being scared, that's the important thing. Jump scares don't make I think jump scares are cheap. Do not a Halloween movie. Do not make. a Halloween movie make. I agree well, with that. Of course not. I agree with um, that. I'm the, not even sure I, I agree it's this, a horror movie. I think The Omen is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, and I was never once jump scared during it. I was creeped out the whole time. Quick question, which one? The original. Okay, good job. Um, but Science of the Lambs is a similar movie where, like, you're kind of creeped out the whole time, and watching it on Halloween is an appropriate movie choice. No, it's not. It's a, no one, it's a psychological no thriller. No one's going to sit not there scary. and be like, oh, Hannibal, no, Le- Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter is not a horror movie villain. Neither is Buffalo Bill. I do I not consider Silence of the Lambs a horror, a horror film. I don't consider it a horror film either. But I also think that it... Is mm-hmm. not inappropriate during Halloween, so that's where I that's can, why it's on my I list. I think that's there would be there might be a hundred more appropriate films at Halloween than Silence. There are, there are. Oh, for sure, we'll get to those. Um, but I think that this is still we haven't yet even a little bit defined Halloween movie. I mean, disagree. It's a movie that takes place on or about the theme of All Hallows Eve or the celebration of Halloween, or a. A, a horror film that takes place in proximity to Halloween as a holiday. So for you, Kevin, it's all about date. Halloween, the holiday, just like Christmas. And I, pretty, Christmas movies, pretty for Halloween you. It's movies, all about. Similar. It's all about being scared. Yeah, the 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 feeling that it it conveys. What or, do what feel. do monsters have to do with this? Where do monsters fit in? Uh, the. Uh, I I dare one like, of, I dare one of you to come at me about Godzilla as if you know more about that monster than I do. Godzilla is the king of all monsters. No, uh, Godzilla well, is let's not say, a horror okay, movie. Okay, so let's say when I think of Halloween, I think there's like a core group of monsters of Dracula, werewolves, ghosts, um, Frank, Frankenstein's monster. I mean, is Adam's family a Halloween no. movie? Yes. Yeah, I think Adam's Family is a Halloween movie. No. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it it's like it's everything you love about Halloween into one movie and a family. It's everything you loved about the sitcom sure. in a movie. Love it. Perfect. That sitcom makes me love Halloween. Um. So, if if those monsters are included, does that make it a Halloween movie? 
Yes. Ghostbusters. Yes. Halloween. Uh, Ghostbusters, absolutely Halloween I movie. think I agree. I think the Ghostbusters is a Halloween movie. Elaborate. Interesting, Kevin. I, I honestly was just kind of goading you there, but I'm very <laughs> curious I, with why I, you think um, this. I know. I, I, I felt it. I think that I might have a weird association with ghosts. I think the Casper movies are Halloween. They are. Absolutely. I agree. I, agree. Um, I didn't put them on the list because I thought that wouldn't be debatable. Not. And so... If the point of the Casper film is they move in, they try to get rid of the ghosts, and that's a Halloween film, I don't know that they get hired to get rid of the ghosts isn't. I, I struggle. I think it. I, it's definitely acceptable to watch at Halloween time. It's definitely one of the best uh, group costumes f- at Halloween For time. Sure. For sure. Um, I, I don't know that i'm willing to die on the hill to say it is a halloween movie but i'm but i think you know if someone gunned to my head yes or no i would say yes it's a halloween movie okay um so i just want to i just want to make a comment here because while we're talking i had to kind of dive deeper on this so amc does their fear fest which is all the scary and horror movies right and and there's Huluween as well it, there's Huluween. There's also Freeform is the one that was formerly, I Freeform, think, ABC Family. Freeform used 31 to play, Nights of Halloween. Freeform played multiple Harry Potters during that, and I cannot abide. They also play The Goonies, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Monsters, so, Inc. Right, exactly. Not Halloween movies, just movies that you might want to watch in Correct. October. I'm there. Um, pretty, do you have a quick mm-hmm. point? Because I've got several more movies I want to run through with you guys. Let's go. Uh, nope. Go for okay. it. Um, if werewolves are monsters associated with <laughs> Halloween, which I think we no, all agree with. Twilight is not a Halloween movie. I agree there. It is not. Teen Wolf. Teen mm. Wolf. Yes. Does take place over Halloween. It does. Well, and a whole school year. It's a whole academic year. Well, it's all winter. It's all basketball season, at least. Yeah. So it goes past Halloween. Sure. Mm-hmm. But Halloween's mm-hmm. a significant plot point. Okay. Yep. So Teen Wolf is a Halloween movie, and everyone's fine with that. Teen Wolf oh, and yeah. Teen Witch, both Halloween movies. I really thought that would be a problem. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Is a oh. Halloween movie. Is a <laughs> Halloween movie. Anyone who says it's a Christmas movie is wrong. It is also a <laughs> Christmas movie. Bleep me out. <laughs> Bleep me out when you need to. But it is a Halloween movie. And it is a Christmas movie. It is both. It spans both genres. It is both. He dresses as Santa Claus in the movie. He is Santa. He is also Jack Skellington. He is also Halloween. Halloween, Halloween is one of the songs in the movie. It's both. It's both. If The fact that you called me an idiot for making the argument only shows that you're an idiot. You... Don't understand anything. You might have been baiting me here, and congratulations, but everyone listening knows that you're an idiot because it's both. Is This Is Halloween a Halloween song? Yes. Pretty? Uh, Yes. 
Where does it rank on your Halloween songs? Just oh, just quick, like top top and five, towards, top ten, no. top one, top Toward three, the bottom twenty and below. No, no, no. It's like number seven or eight. You're probably. an idiot. Okay. Stop it. Um, I just want to also point out, I never okay. once called Kevin an idiot. Kevin has called me an idiot multiple times. I never said Kevin was an idiot. On with the next movie, Hope. Well, well, greatest. Yeah, I, no, 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 no. Hang on. Pretty. Hang, Nightmare hang Before on. Christmas is a Halloween movie or no? Yeah, no, I said it was. I said it's not a Christmas no. movie. Yes, and you said if you think it's a Christmas movie, you're an idiot. That's what you said. Mm. If it's not, that's what I heard. And that's what it made me feel. <laughs> yeah. And you're responsible for those There's feelings. There was a very strong reaction from Kevin. All right. Um, this, I think this gets into a little bit more. I think that we might be able to fly through a couple of these. Um, Can I, I pause I, you I, real quick? Because yes. you asked the question about songs. I just want to do a quick gauge. So best Halloween song of all time. The Mon- number one it, Halloween it, song. It, hey, hey, sh- after Monster sh- Mash? Sh- okay, well, you just ruined the bit I was about to do. I was going to do one, two, three, and have us all say Monster Mash at the same time. And if Pretty didn't say Monster Mash, we were going to make fun of him. But sounds like we're all going to say Monster Mash, so we can move on. But yes, it's the greatest Halloween song of all time is Monster Mash. Let's move on with the podcast. Then on with the glory I put a spell on you. No. Really? Yeah. Okay. We'll do the we'll talk more later. We'll, we'll discuss this. Let's this is, go. This is we're not I'm not over with this. Um I think I know the answer on these, so again, on some of the ones that it might be quicker, uh we can fly through them. Edward Scissorhands. Not a Halloween uh, movie. Christmas movie. <laughs> I, I, I actually think it's more Christmas than Halloween. But it, it kept coming up. It definitely is. It's not a Christmas movie, but I it looked is at, more Christmas I looked than at uh Halloween. like I was like, Oh, what are the top Halloween movies? And are any of these like do I question any of these entrants on Halloween movies? And Edward Scissorhands kept popping up, and I kept being frustrated by it. Um, Labyrinth. Not oh, the David Bowie thing? Not Pan's Labyrinth. The David right, right. No, Bowie no, no. thing? That's how you're categorizing the Labyrinth? What's the that? The David I, Bowie thing? I'm, I'm asking. It can be quick. It can be quick. I Kevin. have... I was giving reference for those who do not recognize Labyrinth by name alone. I know Labyrinth. Don't you get me started on Labyrinth. I don't want to get anyone started uh, on it. But no, it's not a Halloween movie. It's not a Halloween movie. No, it's not. Okay. Um, We briefly discussed Silence of the Lambs. Jim Henson Um, at his finest. Pretty, you said also no to Silence of the Lambs? Uh, I did, but I'm kind of... I think I'm going to rescind that because I do think it has more elements of... Uh, and I have seen Hannibal Lecter being used as like a scary villain in a haunted house. So yeah, sure. Um, no, maybe. It's a psychological thriller. Well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to totally revisit horror versus anything. So Patrick, Bain. Um, there are so but, many more episodes of Law and Order SVU that are more scary than Silence of the Lambs. That's a ridiculous take. Move on. Um, but like, I think Stephen King is Stephen King in general. Halloween. Yeah. Yes. Is he Hall- I would say yes. So I think Kevin, I don't want I don't want to speak for you, but like let me know if I if I'm close. He's Halloween appropriate, but not necessarily a Halloween movie. Yeah, it it is a Halloween movie and it, phenomenal. Pet Cemetery. Book. Pet Cemetery, I agree. I don't think that the shining is mm, okay. Cujo? I was gonna go with Carrie was was gonna be what I offered. Oh Carrie's absolutely Halloween. Yeah, I think Carrie's absolutely Halloween. Movie. Halloween. Okay. Okay. Um the last one on my list. Zombieland. Yes, it's Halloween. I haven't seen Zombieland. Really? Oh, oh Kevin, you would Kevin. love it. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> really? Because oh, no. everything I've ever heard says the opposite. <laughs> oh, no. 
Hove Camp, I think uh, this is an appropriate time for you to pull the Godfather card where Kevin had you watch Godfather with him. Well, I, I, I still make him to watch Godfather 2, so like, I guess we'll be in different rooms that night. Um, and then once he finishes, he'll watch the end of Godfather 2 with me. There'll be about two hours left, probably. <laughs> <Got> two hours <laughs> left. <laughs> um, Good. I don't know. I just I feel like I led you guys through this nonsense and didn't actually offer my own input. I guess that's what hosting is supposed to be like, but without yep. fun. Welcome, to welcome to the fun. Um, yeah. I think, I think that all horror movies are appropriate at Halloween, maybe not specifically Halloween movies. I don't particularly care about that distinction. Um, if I were to run through this, I don't think any of these are Halloween movies. I, I want you I, to. I want you to ask. I want you to answer one question. Yeah. You host a Disney movie marathon. I do. If you were to host a Halloween movie marathon, would any of the movies that you mentioned tonight make the list? That is one of the things that distinguishes for me. Well, is well, if I'm celebrating the holiday. Is this a film that screams Halloween? I, I think that's tough. I think it's, I think that's an unfair comparison because my Disney movie marathon is able to be very clearly defined. It, sure. Is it a Disney animated classic? That is something you can say. What are the that's Disney why I'm not asking classics? for the facts. I'm asking for your um, opinion. But but no, if you, if you were to say like, hey, it's a Halloween movie marathon, I would. I would be I would allow all of these movies because if that's what the group wanted to watch, let's have a good time and sure they're related enough. But do I necessarily like if I were to present a word bank for that? No, I wouldn't include all of these. Edward Scissorhands. It, you said you would you said you wouldn't include any of them. I I it, I don't necessarily consider any of these a Halloween movie, but if I were doing what you said, I would include some of them. Okay. So uh, I, I've got, I've got, it, it becomes very, it's a gray area, and that's why we uselessly in-depth analyzed it. Yeah, a show. we did a lot. I've got two very important ones to wrap it up, uh, Kevin and Hovecamp. Rubber. I don't know what that is. Are you saying Flubber? No, Flubber's Rubber. Flubber's not a Halloween The movie about the killer. Flubbing or making it onto the Robin Williams list because of you is scary and offensive mm, yeah, and no, a fair. horrible thing that happened. Oh, but it are, you is not about, a... are you talking about like, will someone Eiffel Tower rubber band slap me all the time? No, that no, no, no. also no. does scare me a little bit. Rubber, rubber, the movie about the killer tire. Oh my God, I've seen that. You're right. Oh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a Halloween movie. Okay. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not Killer clowns from outer space. Also... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. I think killer clowns have to be a Halloween movie. Why? Why is not? Why are killer turkeys not a Halloween movie then? Thanks killing, you mean? Uh, well, I was because that's a Thanksgiving movie. I was movie. getting there, pretty. But if killer <laughs> clowns are killer turkeys, have to be, and then thanks killing is a Halloween movie, and that's the next. Have month. we have we uselessly an- analyzed this topic? Good lord. I no, we didn't analyze anything. I think we just uselessly did it. Well, <laughs> this was way did. more on the useless than the analysis, and I apologize um, as as host for the evening. That's on me. Um, but we have more stuff to do, so let's keep going and let's get rank. Oh, it's time to rank some stuff. This podcast is rank. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Put we're that do drop in, pretty. Put that sweet, sweet drop in. This podcast is rank. Ew. 
I noticed it just did. now that Hubcamp and I are both wearing our official <laughs> Bourbon and Brothers podcast t-shirts. I noticed yes, it. I didn't notice it until you said I noticed it. And pretty isn't. And, and what a nerd. All that, all that tells me is three things. First of all, you don't have the right to refuse when I say put the drop in again right now. This podcast is You wrecked. also um, should probably have to take another Ew. shot of Jepsen's Lord because... And third, I... Jepsen's uh, he, bourbon, pretty. Or, no, I'm sorry, Kevin. Jepsen's bourbon. Yeah, I'm not going to Oh, bourbon. yeah, that's what I meant. Jepsen's bourbon. Perfect. And, uh, and third, I think it's important to say that uh, we haven't named a listener of the week this week. And it feels Ooh. like it should be Allison, quarantine, because pretty just ruined the next several weeks of her life while she watches Shit's Creek knowing what's about it's to happen. I, I will I will be honest. She went from like, let me think about this and give you guys a thoughtful answer that I'm excited to give you because this is actually a topic I can relate to and talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, no. A pretty once again poured a <laughs> shot into his lamp, then took the shot, then punched his lamp onto his laptop, and no one knows what's happening. Um, but mm-hmm. but then pretty ruined everything for her as well. And she, yep. instead of offering an actual answer, left. Just said, that's my answer, and left. Excellent. So I, I don't really, I guess she has to be listener of the week because we, re- the we week. just made her sad. Let it be known, she already owns a t-shirt, so uh, we don't need to send her one. Flung, you do not need to send a quarantine t-shirt. But, um, but here we go. Here's what we're talking about and we're ranking today. Are the three of us, just like always, one veto card, one challenge card. We're going to do this as quickly as possible because there's so there's almost infinite answers to this question. Um, the question is, what are the best Halloween candies to get while trick-or-treating? Here's the point of this. We are not saying here's what the best candies are. We might be arguing that uh, on our own in our individual takes. But let me just tell you, this is not about what is the best candy overall. There are candies out there in the world like chocolate turtles. You don't get chocolate turtles in your bag on Halloween while you're trick-or-treating. What we're talking about is what are – when you come back – and you've got your pillowcase, and it's full of Halloween candy, and you turn the pillowcase over in the middle of the room, and, and you spread it out, and your mom says, check for razor blades, and and all that kinds of stuff. <laughs> Which are apparently or, a scare or, tactic. Yeah, or throw away any unopened ones, or already opened ones, all that stuff, right? When that happens, what are the things when you're sorting, you're like, oh my gosh, I got nine of this, and I'm going to yep. try one of these tonight. What are the best Halloween candies to get on trick-or-treat night? We're going to go in order of most close to being a child, which goes pretty, <laughs> then Huff Camp, then, then like several years, then me. Um, and so, Pretty, you're up first. Great. What is the I, best trick-or-treat Halloween candy? Yeah, what, are the you, feel- what are the youths saying? Yeah, exactly. I do want to just make this point that uh, I feel like we should go ahead and just assume that all of this candy is coming out like the same size, right? We all agreeing on like the normal size bars or fun size. What are we going with? Just so that way, you know. So I know, obviously I, we will not, we will not say, best. yeah, you, this is a good point. You can't say 
um, king size Reese cups, and then someone else go, okay, well, like fun size Reese cups. They right. they well, both might end up making this list. So in this case, we're just going to say the specific candy. There are different types of certain candies, but the specific candy, whether king or fun sized. Got it. Yep. All right. Uh, my number one that I'm always going for. Uh, I'm going for Kit Kat. Getting a bunch of Kit Kats. That's my number one. Challenge Reese's. <laughs> That's fair. That was uh, that was my number two. I already wrote it down. Reese's wins. Hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. yeah, no, if we need to move more quickly, that's fine. Reese's Reese's are the best. That's fine. Kit Kats also though are delicious. Um, I this is an unnecessary story, but I feel obligated to tell it. I recently bought last Halloween. I was like, wonder if I'm gonna get five kids or a thousand kids. Better get two massive packs of Reese's. Uh, I got two kids, so I had, instead of a normal amount of Reese's, 180 frozen Reese's to sift through for the year. Um, <laughs> I don't have a number two. Uh, <laughs> Just a number one, that was it. Yeah, no, I was very, very upset if Reese's weren't going to be very much at the top. So, like, candy bars, Kevin, do you feel like candy bars in general... My little sister lives in Arizona and recently said she was giving out airheads and ring pops. And I said, I'm better than you. I'm giving out Reese's pumpkins. And I don't know that the kids agreed. The adults agreed with me. The people that I cared about agreed with me. I don't know if the adults agreed with me. So I'm going to put up airheads. Because I think Challenge kids Kit go Kat. crazy for that nonsense. Challenge Kit Kat. Okay. Pretty, you might be remembering incorrectly uh, my take several hot You don't like takes chocolate. Ago, I know. I know. Where I said my favorite candy above all other candies are Airheads. So you have lost this challenge. <laughs> um, airheads are number two. Just let it be known that I am making correct statements here. Kevin is just imposing his will upon the Well, podcast. we keep challenging to him. Like, there's no one else. To, Kevin just has okay. dictatorial You're power. You're both out when of challenges. You and I so just challenge each other. That won't happen again. Well, okay. Um, we're, we're out of challenges, but I just dictated number one and two. So. You did well. Um, number three is uh, number two pencils. Oh, that feels weird. I'm just kidding. That's that's totally a lie. If you're one of those people that gives out pencils on Halloween, then you're the worst person ever. I do respect people who put the teal pumpkin out so they can make sure that they have an allergen-friendly option, which is often a pencil. So respect there. But if you're the person who gives out pencils as the candy, you're the worst person ever. Um, number three is actually tropical Skittle packets. Veto. Okay. Hot. Hot. <laughs> Hot and aggressive response, pretty. Uh, you are now out of literally everything, but you're up. Yep. Yeah, here we go. In uh, pretty, Num- er, I'm sorry, Kevin, pretty, uh, I said pretty again. Tropical Skittles are the blue packet. Purple. That's wild berry, I thought. No. Purple is wild berry. Tropical is the, the teal blue. The blue, right? Yeah. Okay, I meant wild berry. <laughs> Veto. Okay. We didn't change that, but I do think that was an important thing to note. Got it. Very, very much so. Uh, all right. 
number three is going to be Milky Way. Not Kit Kats? Oh, yeah, because, oh, no, <laughs> Milky Way. Challenge Snickers. <laughs> Ooh. I, I'm familiar with both. I would like to point that out. So please. Snickers are basically just Milky Way. Don't but belabor the, the point, but make a case. Kevin, you started talking already. Okay. Snickers, Snickers are just crunchier, peanutty Milky Way. That's all it is. Milky Way, Milky Way is the best, and here's why. You get the combination of the, the, the kind of caramel from the Snickers, but you also get the nougat from, um, that you uh, three get in the Three Musketeers. So it's the best. It's the best of both. One of the things that makes it true that it's not the best is when you go get a Snickers bar, you're like, oh, let me get this Snickers bar. It's amazing. When you're like, can I get a Milky Way? They're like, what kind? You want the the, the dark chocolate midnight Milky Way or do you want all this other stuff? Because if the candy was so perfect, they wouldn't make variations of it. Snickers wins. Snickers is number three, but pretty. If you would have said midnight Milky Way, you would have won. It, yeah, that is an important distinction that Kevin made. That's fair. That's the fair. Midnight right, Milky Ways are better. Am I up? Yep. Yes, you are. Yeah. I expect this not to stand. I love, love me a Halloween fun size Butterfinger. Well, the funny thing about that is I can do nothing, and Kevin only has a veto remaining. <laughs> I the other um, funny thing about this is nobody lays a finger on my Butterfinger. I love this. Butterfingers are quite good. I think only it, fun I, sized. I Here's the best it, part about, fu- only, about only fun size. That only fun size. Only no fun one size. should ever buy much. a full size Butterfinger. I cannot. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. That's a, this is <laughs> the perfect place where it should be ranked. If we ranked best candy bars, it wouldn't make the top 10 list. It does make the top five in Halloween candy because it, this is where it belongs. The fun size. Yeah. All right, Kevin. Oh, yeah, what no. you got? Hell, Kevin, you're up. Wild berry Skittles. I can't do anything. I am very fine with it. Boo. You know what I'm most excited about? Pretty wanted Kit Kats. And they're still not on the list. <laughs> Kit Kats. Kit Kats. Kit Kats are awesome. At six. They're fucking you, you, you both know that my mother has a constant stash of both Jolly Ranchers and Kit Kats that she gives yes. out to her high school kids. Because yeah, you both went. This is the All Say Next episode. This is awesome. I, could, is. I think I could put Jolly Ranchers at seven. You absolutely should. I'm gonna do it. Pretty, you're up. I, no, pretty, pretty. Cats. No, pretty. Just put Kit Kats up, and we just allowed oh. it. And so at seven, I'm gonna just let Jolly Ranchers sit there and percolate. I love that. Sounds great. I've still no. got a veto, so don't offend me. <laughs> so I am okay. Well, I'm going to quickly offend you. <laughs> My this is controversial, okay? So controversial, but I am always true to myself when we do rankings. I'll never buy a full one, but I love when I get mounds. Veto. Oh my god. Thank you. Yep, veto I'm out. I, I I knew you would be. But I, it's just true. Okay. Mounds are great. I love coconut. Mounds are atrocious, and anything that has coconut. Mounds are almond joys without the months. almond. And yeah, oh I don't think God. almond joys should be That's on the list. Disgusting. Either. That's disgusting. Uh, Come on, Kevin. I love them. Hang I on, hang on, hang on. Are we? We're not missing anything, are we? Nope. We're at eight. Uh, we're at eight. Reese's okay. Airhead, Snickers, Butterfinger, Wildberry Skittles, Kit Kats, and Jolly Ranchers. Okay. Number eight. Three Musketeers. 
I don't think you can put Three Musketeers above Milky Way for the arguments you've already made. I also don't. This think is you can what put... bothers me the most about Pretty. He makes an argument, and no one, no one is upset that he presented it. We're just like, hey, maybe you do something different. And then he, I, like and then he abandons it's, it and it's, puts it's up an something different. It's an eight veto. We're all out of everything. So we just so I get eight. Kevin gets nine. Pretty good. Yep. And I get ten. Yep. I'm putting something super offensive at nine. I just want everyone to know that. Dentists are gonna be pissed. <laughs> Hofkamp, what's number eight? I've n- I don't know that I've ever gotten this at Halloween, but I think I will always have wanted this at Halloween. Cookies and cream Hershey. Oh my god. It is the stupidest take I've ever seen. It is so much weird taste of awesome. Like, do I want Oreos? Yeah, if you want to put Oreos there, that's fine too. But that's not really a Halloween thing. So what's the what's the Halloween candy equivalent of Oreos? And I think it's cookies and cream Hershey's. We started roughly eight fifty, right after eight thirty. Uh, it's ten twenty eight p.m. I there was an internet issue. Just I understand. I'm just saying I officially miss Flynn. That I don't think that would have made the list if Flynn was here. And that is the most <laughs> absurd garbage I've ever heard. Um, I don't know what other way to put a cookies and cream on there. But, like, man, we need some cookies and cream. Cookies and cream is a flavor that astounds. Whatever. It's incredibly offensive. I expect it won't be received as incredibly offensive as what the definitive number nine is, which are now and laters. Now and laters deserve to be at number nine. I'm sorry. Are you talking about poor man Starburst? <laughs> no. I'm talking about rich man's dentist's worst nightmares. Oh, my God. Listen, wow. I was honestly between now and laters and milk duds because it's like, <laughs> oh, my take, God. I have what to, I takes have to nine this. hours to, to, to eat have per to, one? So, there, it's both. So I, ju- I just started a new job, and I come home on Monday, and um, obviously quarantine is still just omnipresent. But in this case, <laughs> it was a delightful, here, you know what, I'm so proud of you, packet of just gifts, candy, chips, card, all of it, including milk duds. Oh, my God. And uh, That's so cool. I, I, looked, I looked at Allison. Allison is my girlfriend, also known as Quarantine. And uh, I said, I don't. There's no reason you would have known this, but that is by far my least favorite candy. <laughs> you single-handedly, as a favor to me, purchased the one candy that I I actually hate a little bit. So 18 days from now, at Sam's baptism, when you come up, bring me the milk duds. I would oh, love them. Oh, no. Allison goes, really? And then opened them and started eating. <laughs> <laughs> they won't make it. They're they're half eaten, and they amazing. might all be all the way eaten. Well, they but, are they um, are the chocolate equivalency of now and later. I think they take I think nine hours to eat. I think that milk does fucking worst. <laughs> and uh, you're gonna do so many ble- so there. many bleeping <laughs> things this episode. It's gonna be great. They're the worst. Pretty. What is ten, and oh. why is it? Why is it absolutely Milky Way? I swear to God, if you don't put a Kit Kat, oh no, Kit Kats are up there. No, Kit Kats are already on here. Left Twix. 
Oh my god! Oh my Twix god! We got Twix. I, I take, I take <laughs> oh it all my back. God. I take it all back. Put Twix at eight. Oh, we no, are we so can't bad do at it. this. We can't do it. You didn't put Twix at eight. You put the funny thing was you didn't put it at nine. I kept staring at Twix going by. God. And I was like, oh man, Twix, no one's picked Twix. I really, I find I myself. I think Twix is better than every candy on our list. They should be number one. Oh man, I put them, I put them somewhere between two and six. I don't know where. You know, you can never, it's I will say, you can never have too, too much Twix. Have y'all seen the, the foot or the yard long Twix? I want to get me one of those. Obviously, Kevin and I are not familiar with yard long. We measure more in inches and centimeters. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, Twix I'm is number 10. I'm on the metric 10. system. Twix is number 10. Thank you. Uh, special shout out to nerds. Nerds are also great. Oh, nerds are great. So here's what I was going to do. If this had, if we had done this with Laffy Taffy is also great. Laffy Taffy is perfect because it's two things in one. It's a delicious candy and you get a joke. I, uh, if Flynn was here, one of the things I was going to do is flip the script at number five, when people had used a lot of their stuff already, I was going to be like, stop. Now we're ranking the the worst five candies of all time <laughs> to receive in your thing. So we're not going to do that because we don't have time. But I will, I want every one of us to put one candy up, which is the worst to get in your in your haul. Hove, you're up first. Flavored Tootsie Rolls. Oh, I, I buy those for Kristen. At the grocery store, Oof. when she's had a bad day, and it makes her when weak. I get when I get she the tootsie rolls, not them. not the chocolate. Oh, there's a small tootsie no, roll. No, I know exactly which, the, the multicolored like you pack. Get, you get the vanilla, the strawberry, all that. It's like how much more cheaply could you have Halloweened tonight? Uh, Kristen That's would the disagree vehemently with well, you. She okay. loves them. Kristen and I will have this debate in the after hours episode. Um, I think my least favorite one that I would probably go with Almond Joy. Ooh, yeah. Well, you're and, an and, idiot. And Mounds. And Mounds. Throwing Mounds and I'm in. You guys are stupid. You you both answered wrong. The right answer to this question are dots. Dots are the worst thing to get in your Halloween candy bag, period. I actually already answered it, and it was Milk Duds. Um, But I think secondary... To milk duds is what I said. <laughs> Tertiary to what I said, to what to milk duds and what I said is then what pretty said, and then m- dots is also a not of that answer. <laughs> Thanks. Can you recap that so well again for us, please? That was that was great. <laughs> you know what else is a really bad candy that I just remembered, and it and I'm getting the gross taste in my mouth from it. Uh, y'all remember? Uh, uh, Neckos, N E C C O. Necco wafers that are like, yeah, those Get are, those are disgusting. I would much rather have Necco wafers than everything we just said. No, those are disgusting. What were the what were the straws filled with pixie powdered? sticks? Pixie, pixie sticks. sticks. Oh my god! Much rather have those? pixie you mean sticks. Just than pure all sugar. Them. Oh, give me a pixie stick compared to whatever we just said. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I feel like right. Twix was severely disrespected on this list, but we got through. We did, we did it. Things. We did it. We did an Good episode. Um, Flynn was not here again because he was struck by a motor vehicle. Um, also, <laughs> want to emphasize Flynn's fault. Um, so that's the reason Flynn wasn't here. So that's the reason you guys get closed out. Uh, that's the reason I hosted. 
And as a host, I don't close out, so Pretty closes out now. And that's why you don't get a logical closeout. But Pretty, what, how are we ending the episode? You asked for nothing, but we gave it to you anyways. Ooh, spooky. We'll see you next week with another episode of the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. Have a bourbon on us. You look cool. I couldn't decide if I wanted to go with that or like a Vincent Price, you know, like, mm, have a bourbon on us. Why do you guys defer to me? That was, that was better. You look left, you look right, you look left, and then you cross the street. Let's just make this really clear for everybody. Same thing when you're driving. You look left, you look right, you look left, and then you cross the street. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night. Good night.